If Ned Fulmer dies in the next year, just based off of the body language, I think there is a 79% chance Eugene did it. Holy shit, if looks could kill. That is not a guy I would try. Boo all you want. While you do, I'll say, sup, you beautiful bastard. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show. Buckle up, make sure you hit that like button, otherwise we'll punch you in the throat and let's just jump into it. So the Trek guys just posted their first video after removing Ned Fulmer from the group. If you don't remember, ooh, it was a doozy last week, massive scandal. Ned uh, turned out was cheating on his wife with one of his employees, or as Ned put it, uh, he was having a consensual workplace relationship. His description, of course, completely disregarding the massive difference in power uh, an employer and employee might have, as well as just the legal fuckery he put his company and his partners into. Prior to this new video, the Try Guys released a statement saying Ned would no longer be moving forward with them. And since then, there's been no shortage of fan speculation and social media chatter, which I think is why they also released this video. Uh, yes, they took their time, but also I think this is earlier than they were initially planning on releasing it. With the remaining members of the group, Eugene, Zach, and Keith, posting a video explaining what led to the removal of Ned as well as their feelings. On Liberty Weekend, multiple fans alerted us that they had seen Ned uh, and an employee engaging in public romantic behavior. We reached out to check on that employee. Uh, Ned confirmed the reports and since confirmed that this had been going on for some time, which was obviously very shocking to us, and we just want you to know that we had no idea this was going on. Then saying they started talking to employment and corporate lawyers as well as HR professionals to make sure that they handled this correctly. This is something we took very seriously. We refused to sweep things under the rug. That is not who we are and it's not what we stand for. And so they immediately removed Ned from work activities, had an HR rep conduct a review, and removed Ned from releases pending the results of that review. And very interestingly, that also meant removing his section from videos, digitally removing him from content, not just for future episodes, but stuff that's already been posted, and also not including him in merch drops and more. Honestly, I wanna give uh, major props to our editing staff for how deftly they've handled that. There are several videos that we've deemed as fully unreleasable. You will never see them, and that is due to his involvement. And that's a decision that has cost us lots of money. Um, we will not be able to recoup that money, but it's a decision we stand by proudly. Also regarding the review, they said they couldn't share details, but they found Ned engaged in conduct unbecoming of the team. And on September 16th, they signed written consent to approve the removal of Ned as a manager and employee of the Try Guys company. And as far as why it took till now to release a statement, and I think this very much makes sense. These are real people, there's a family involved, there's more people that are affected by this other than Ned. And this is an interesting video to watch for a number of reasons, but also because it, it felt like each individual person, like they, they just kind of, they kind of exemplified the, the feelings they were going Going through. We're losing a friend. We're losing someone we, we built the company with. We have countless memories with. We, we just made a TV show together. It's, I'm sure many of you feel the same way. They also warn fans to be careful when it comes to online speculation to respect the families and employees impacted by this. And Eugene adding, We also want to remind you that the internet has a tendency to be a lot harsher towards women than men. So please, we ask that you exercise kindness. And while I've seen people online kind of selectively taking this clip and saying, hey, what about the, the female employee's fiance? I think that's a valid thing to point out, but I also think that it, it kind of takes away from the, the main thing Eugene seems to be hitting on here. And that is there, there's a section of the internet that seemingly was blaming the, the woman involved here more than Ned. But the main thing here is that after they posted this video, the response to it was insanely positive. With that said, I'd love to know your thoughts on the update to the situation and specifically the, your reaction to that video. And then the LAPD is covering shit up again, allegedly, allegedly, I'll 
I'll do the Jesus and Marrow allegedly, uh, RIP a great show, but some of you may know the name of Officer Houston Tipping. Officer Tipping of the LAPD died in May of this year after he sustained serious injury in a training exercise. But here's the thing, his family's lawyer held a press conference yesterday about the suspicious circumstances around his death. Right, so what most people knew is that back in May, Tipping suffered an injury, including a break in his spine during training, resulting in his death three days later. The LAPD releasing a statement claiming that his injuries came from a fall during a segment of training involving grappling another officer. However, in June, Tipping's mother, Shirley Huffman, filed a complaint and later a lawsuit against the city of LA saying that her son was, quote, repeatedly struck in the head severely enough that he bled and that the beating resulted in injuries requiring stitches. With Tipping's attorney claiming in the press conference that these injuries could not have been sustained the way that the LAPD claims. There is no way grappling would have caused those kinds of injuries the way the LAPD portrays it. What would cause those injuries is if somebody picked a person up, slams them down onto their head and their neck onto a hard surface. Okay, but why would someone pick this guy up and slam him back down, breaking his neck? Well, according to his attorney, an officer that Tipping had reported last year for an alleged sexual assault was also present at this training exercise. The allegation is that in July of 2021, four police officers were involved in a sexual assault of a woman in the Los Angeles area. A report was taken by Officer Tipping, and the female victim claimed that she was raped by four different people, all LAPD officers. She knew the names of some of those officers because they were in uniform and they had their name tags on. Name of one of those officers with the name tag seems to correlate with one of the officers that was at the bicycle training. And you're alleging that that officer is the one who hurt Houston Tipping. Correct. And he goes on later in the video to say that the police department is likely trying to cover up these incidents. So are you saying that it's just being covered up? people who were there? Well, I'm sure these actions are being covered up. The thought of a code of silence or a cover-up by a police department should not be shocking or surprising to anyone. There was a case number. There was a case. There is a report. What the LAPD did with it afterwards, I don't know. LAPD claims in public records act request that there was no incident reported at all. And saying that there's been no criminal investigation from the authorities into these events as of yet, despite his wishes. Right, so the original lawsuit filed by the Tipping family covers the wrongful death of the officer and other civil rights violations. But in light of this new information, the attorney has filed a supplemental to the case, including whistleblower retaliation, destruction of evidence, and the initial wrongdoing of the rape case. So this is going to be a massively important story and case to follow. And depending on how things go, possibly massively consequential. But for now, we have to wait to see how things unfold. And then Kanye wants you to know that white lives matter, which I think is actually very helpful. I always forget that. I'm like, where are my keys? Do white lives matter? But luckily he reminded all of us at the Easy Fashion Show in Paris yesterday where he wore a shirt that said that. Also, Candace Owens rocking the fit, which I will say look great on her. It's not often you see someone coordinate an outfit so well that goes with the worms in their brain. Well, we saw a number of Kanye's fans excusing this, saying, hey, he always does these stunts, he's trolling. You also had the likes of Jamel Hill writing, so many folks are trying to excuse Kanye wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt as just a troll move or marketing. Maybe it is, but it's a dangerously dumb message to send for someone with this massive platform. Hollywood unlocks Jason Lee adding, I love Ye as a person and I support free 
free speech. But this is gaslighting black people and empowering white supremacy. Those are people at the show reportedly leaving. You had Jaden Smith tweeting, I had to dip, LOL, Black Lives Matter. Though we also saw Kanye doubling down on this, posting on his Instagram story. Everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Now it's over. You're welcome. Then continuing to go on and on and slamming those who have called him out. Namely Vogue contributing editor Gabriella Carefa Johnson with him posting pictures of her, making fun of her clothes and style to the point where even Gigi Hadid shot back in a now deleted comment saying, you wish you had a percentage of her intellect. If there's actually a point to any of your shit, you might be the only person that could save you. You're a bully and a joke. And then football season has been here for a few weeks now and my sports nerd ass is excited. And that's in part because of today's fantastic sponsor, FanDuel. For me, single game contests are a great way to get in on the action for the week's biggest matchups with huge cash prizes up for grabs. I mean, we're talking millions in prizes all football season long in FanDuel fantasy contests. And if you're new to fantasy, really there's no better time to get started because right now, new customers get a free single game entry when you sign up for FanDuel. You just draft your five player lineup, you put your best player in the MVP position where fantasy points are multiplied by one and a half. Plus on FanDuel, you can also play full slate contests featuring multiple games, season long best ball contests, and so much more. When you win, you'll get paid fast. So why wait? Kick off football season with a free single game entry when you download the FanDuel Fantasy app and sign up with promo code DeFranco. That's promo code DeFranco to get your free single game entry. Happy football season. And then Herschel Walker's campaign is imploding with a speed and in a way I don't know if I've ever seen before. So the main thing that Herschel wants you to know about him is this. I stand for life and and, and I don't I don't make any excuses about it. Y'all believe in life. I'm a Christian. I believe in life. I'm a Christian. I believe in life. I believe I believe from the womb to the tomb. That's where I've always had believed. And maybe you've seen the reports where he says he wants to completely ban abortion and that there should be no exception for rape, incest, or even the life of the pregnant person. But I don't think people have been fair to Herschel Walker because it came out yesterday that he actually does believe that there should be an exception when he gets someone pregnant out of wedlock. With the Daily Beast reporting that a woman told the outlet she got pregnant with Walker's baby when they were dating in 2009 and he urged her to get an abortion. According to the outlet, Walker was not married at the time, but told her it would be more convenient to terminate the pregnancy, saying it was not the right time for him to have a child. The report then going on to say that while she shared that feeling, what she didn't know is that Walker had an out-of-wedlock child with another woman earlier that same year. But also, reportedly, not only did this woman say that Walker encouraged her to get an abortion, she also claimed that he reimbursed her for the procedure and she brought receipts, providing them with a $575 receipt from the abortion clinic, a bank deposit that included an image of a signed personal check from Walker for $700, and a get well card Walker gave her with an H that matches Walker's autograph, and explaining the $125 difference by saying that she ballparked the price of an abortion after researching the procedure and added costs like travel and recovery. Also, if the receipts weren't enough, the outlet also said it independently corroborated details of the woman's claims with a close friend she told at the time and who, according to the woman and the friend, took care of her in the days after the procedure. This is absolutely massive, if true, not only because of his anti-abortion remarks, but, I mean, he's been asked a number of times recently whether he had an abortion with past partners and he has denied it. You've never, like, funded an abortion or... No. Cause somebody to have an abortion because... Now Walker, for his part, has denied the latest claims, issuing a statement saying this was a flat-out lie and saying that he was going to sue the Daily Beast for defamation. Walker also going on Sean Hannity's show last night, claiming that all of this is an attempt by Democrats to distract from inflation and crime, but one of my favorite parts is that when he was asked about the reported $700 check, Walker responded. Uh, I, I send money to a lot of people, and that's what's so funny. And, and let's go back to my part. You know, I, I do scholarship for kids. I give money to people all the time because I'm always helping people because I believe in being generous. Oh, he tried to turn it into a positive. Yeah, you know how like we all send money to women that we've come across that suspiciously is close to the amount of money it costs to have an abortion. But I said one of my favorite parts because things got fucking crazy last night. We saw Herschel Walker's adult son and right-wing TikToker Christian Walker popping the fuck off on Twitter, writing every family member of Herschel Walker asked him not to run for office because we all knew some of his past. Every 
single one. He decided to give us the middle finger and air out all of his dirty laundry in public while simultaneously lying about it. I'm done. And then adding, I know my mom and I would really appreciate if my father, Herschel Walker, stopped lying and making a mockery of us. You're not a family man when you left us to bang a bunch of women, threatened to kill us, and had us move over six times in six months running from your violence. I don't care about someone who had a bad past and takes accountability, but how dare you lie and act as though you're some moral, Christian, upright man. You've lived a life of destroying other people's lives. How dare you? With Christian then continuing with a series of videos this morning. I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker, had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know my favorite issue to talk about is father absence. Surprise, because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time, because it affected me. Family values people, he has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? I have a silent lie after lie after lie. The abortion card drops yesterday. It's literally his handwriting in the card. They say they have receipts, whatever. He gets on Twitter, he lies about it. Okay, I'm done. Done. Everything has been a lie. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. Y'all should care about that, conservatives. We were told at the beginning of this he was going to get ahead of his past, hold himself accountable, all of these different things, and that would have been fine. Go ahead. He didn't do any of that. Everything's been a lie. Everything's been downplayed. Everything's been cutting corners. The whole thing. But I'm also posting another video where he condemned people on the right who have said that his actions here are suspicious, especially because he did a campaign event with his dad last year. Also claiming hypocrisy because it's the same people who told him that he should be doing more for the campaign. And to that point of him supporting his father for a little bit, I, I would say, I, I don't think that's weird. Like I think psychologically it could make sense for a kid who felt uh, abandoned or mistreated to later in life want to have a connection to their father. Especially if it is true that his understanding was that Herschel was going to take accountability for his past, so this could be like a new way forward for them. But hey, that's where we are, and what's funny, and it's not funny, it's fucking ridiculous, is that Herschel Walker still has a good chance to win. He is a lying, insane hypocrite, and it's been very fucking transparent from the beginning, and he's in one of the most important and close races in the country, with him currently challenging incumbent Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock. Also, if you're new to this and you're like, how is he insane? Uh, his ex-wife previously told reporters that he once held a gun to her temple and said he was going to blow her brains out. Beyond that, he's faced accusations of stalking and violent threats. And it often feels like he has a hard time keeping the lies from slipping out of his face, whether it be about uh, really important things, academic achievements, financial success, whatever. But hey, uh, ultimately we'll have to wait to see if everything about him that screams that he shouldn't be in a position of power uh, is enough to make him lose. And then... Death to the dictator. That's what schoolgirls in Iran are chanting while stomping on pictures of the rulers, of course, with their hair free of all hijabs. We've seen schools all around the country becoming the latest front in the still explosive protest tipped off by the killing of Masa Amini. She, of course, the 22-year-old Kurdish woman who the so-called morality police reportedly beat last month for violating the dress code, put her in a coma, and then she died. And since then, Iranian women have been burning their headscarves and even cutting their hair in defiance of the regime with plenty of men joining their struggle, to which we've seen the government responding with brutal repression firing metal pellets, tear gas, water cannons, and according to some reports, live ammunition at protesters. With all of that amounting to a death toll so far between 41 and 133, depending on whether you believe state media or different rights groups. So that's been happening, but with a new academic year beginning this week, students are jumping into the fray as well. With one viral video showing girls at a high school ripping off their hijabs and shouting the pro-regime principal out of the building saying he is without honor. We also saw students in Tehran's elite Sharif University organizing a walkout on the first day of school, which actually ended with Iran's revolution 
Revolutionary Guard Corps trapping hundreds of them in a parking lot, with the men reportedly attacking the students with tear gas and less than lethal rounds, carting off some on motorbikes. One student describing it as a war zone, there was blood everywhere, with them adding that the three main dormitories were also shot out. And so now the university has made learning remote, but the Students' Islamic Association has urged all professors and students not to attend classes until all arrested students are released. They also called on other schools across Iran to pause classes in solidarity, and that's exactly what happened with youth primary, secondary, and higher education schools across the country shouting anti-regime chants and staring down security forces, including one university where girls torched their hijabs and yelled, don't call it a protest, it's a revolution now. So naturally, you have the government very anxious about this, which is also probably why you're now finally seeing Iran's supreme leader breaking his silence to say that his heart is pained by the bitter incident of Amini's death. But then he immediately added that it does not justify protests, which he says are not natural, but rather planned. And who planned them, you may ask? Who else? But of course, the United States and the, quote, Zionist regime, aka Israel. Because obviously the smartest thing to do to calm down all the people that are protesting and saying, you're fucking insane, you're horrible, is to accuse them of just being Jewish puppets with no legitimate grievance. Yeah, that, that's gonna go over well, I imagine. But that is where that story and today's show ends. Thank you for watching and subscribing, being a part of my daily dive into the news. Also, if you want more news, I got you covered here or here. But as always, my name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces and I'll see you tomorrow.